0: Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. The title of my message is, The Key to Living in the Land of the Living. Two weeks ago, I rounded up the message with Psalm 56. Verse 13, that for you have delivered my soul from death. And I pray that the Lord will deliver your soul from death. Amen. That scripture is as both important naturally and spiritually. He said, for you have kept my feet from falling. Kept my feet from falling. Because I'm standing doesn't mean, yes, I got it all together. It's God who keeps me standing. May the Lord keep you from falling. Falling doesn't just mean you fell down, but you, people fall down morally. People fall down financially. They fall down spiritually. And I pray that God will keep you from falling. He will keep your feet from falling. Amen. He said that I may walk before the Lord in the light of the living. When God showed up, the first thing we heard from God in Genesis chapter 1 was when his voice came out was let there be light. How many people remember that? He said let there be light was the very first thing that God said. And he said that when God said let there be light, he wasn't speaking about physical light. As important as physical light was, it was not the first thing that God spoke about. He was speaking let there be light because there is a light that engineers the physical one. There is a light that is the light of all lights. Amen. And that was a light that God spoke out because Uh, God said, let there be light when there was no sun. Also, he told us that there is a limitation to every man where all you have is just human knowledge. You put it as there's a limitation to how far you can help people when all you have is human knowledge. Now, human knowledge is important. It's great to be a professor, to be this, to be that, to be a guru in what you do. That should not be taken out. But you should also know that there is a wisdom beyond human knowledge. There is a power before beyond man's knowledge. And he said to us that even pagan nations know this. And so they seek some underworld powers. They seek some kind of magicians. They call on some kind of extra help. Beyond the knowledge of their scribes. So how much more those of us who are born again. For us to think, oh, it's okay, uh, so long as I just, I'm just a Christian. You must understand that there is a power that's supposed to engineer your Christianity. And that is the reason why we are pressing on in this message. He told us it's only those who know that there's such power. That power is controlled by somebody called God. Only those who know that God will be strong and they will do exploit." Amen. Now, one of the reasons um, why this subject of light is so strong. My heart, and I believe God is pressing it on my heart. And I found that it's not only me, particularly in this season. It's because of what we see in our world today. And because of what the scripture says. Uh, it's also even more relevant. Because if we are thinking about what the world is becoming. It's becoming more and more of darkness. And there is a need for light to shine. The Bible tells us in Romans 13 verse 12. It says the night is fast spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. This is word. let us cast off The walk of darkness. Why would you do in the dark what you cannot reveal in the day? Why would you have, you know, many people, many people just think it's okay to have the tag. I'm a Christian. So what we are having is, many people just have the tag of Christianity, but we don't have the life of Christianity. We just think it's all right for me just to go to church, tick the box. But the life of it, we do not want, we don't even desire. Neither are we growing in that direction. Now, the question is, isn't it what Christ said that when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So, you find out that the world is growing more and more dark and the church is not making any difference. There's hardly difference between Christian and non-Christians. There should be something much more beyond that title that we carry. And that's why we are speaking about light. The Bible says, we should cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Somebody say armor of light. Light is an armor. Light is a defense. The word armor means it's a defense. The word armor means it's supposed to protect you. It's supposed to make you actually unique in standing. So when we're talking about put on light, we are talking about what is safe for your soul. This is why we're looking at this subject particularly. So when God spoke in Genesis and he said, Let there be light. He spoke light into darkness. He spoke order into disorder. Amen. He spoke order into confusion. So when God decreed in Genesis 1, let there be light, we knew light showed up. Then, several thousands of years later, Jesus Christ showed up on the scene. And then he said, As long as I am on this earth, I am what? Light of the world. And when he said that, we knew that the light of the world has come. Then the Holy Spirit is known as the Spirit of Light. He is a spirit of illumination. He enlightens our darkness, the Bible says in Psalm 18, verse 28. He said, For you will light my lamp. The Lord will enlighten my darkness. So we know God the Father is light, God the Son is light the Holy Spirit is light. So that means that there is no aspect of the Godhead that is not light. Are you following me so far? They are the embodiment of light. Now, it's not that they give light. They are actually light. There is a difference in giving light and being light. Do you understand? They are light, which means the fact that they are giving it, they are just being who they are. So, what are we saying? When light shows up, when God saw that, anywhere he sees darkness, wherever he sees darkness, whenever he sees darkness, in whoever he sees darkness, he says, let there be light. Darkness is cancer. Darkness is depression. Darkness is poverty. Are you listening to me? And if God shows up there, he says, let there be light, and I speak light, into anything that represents darkness in this place this morning. Because that's who God is. He brings light because he is light. Amen. Now the Bible tells us in 1 John. Chapter 1 verse 5. It said, this is the message. Which we have heard from the beginning. And we are declaring it unto you. That God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. In him there is no darkness at all. Now which means wherever and whenever, like I just said, he goes. It brings light. Now, so how come do we say that even darkness and light are the same to him? Because when God sees darkness, darkness becomes light. Even he sees darkness. So you begin to understand, wow, this is a concept of God. This is who God is. So what is this light that we are talking about? Now, scientists will tell us that, this is, that light is the electromagnetic radiation within a certain portion of electromagnetic spectrum. Now those might be big words for some folks. But that's the definition of light. That this thing is within a spectrum. And they also told us that there are visible light and invisible light. Now that much scientists will even tell us. Scientists will also tell us that the sun is a solar which is very clear we know this from all experience that is the only solar body that radiates light do you understand that so the sun radiates light and the moon reflects the light imagine what the sun does so the moon reflects the light from the sun there are limitations friends to people who just feel that the human knowledge is the end of all knowledge that if I can just have this light, I've got all the light I can have. There are situations that are secret, there are circumstances in life that are beyond the human knowledge. That is why we now need to press beyond the light that we see with the sun. Now I now discovered another son in the Bible. That there is another son the Bible talks about. And that is in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. The B part. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the Son, too. Now, he's a kind of sun. Why we see the sun? Now, remember this the sun reflects the light, it's a source. And in Malachi 4 2b, the Bible said, The sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. The sun of righteousness shall arise. Now, he makes the sun, and the sun is supposed to release the light, and the moon reflects the light. No wonder. Jesus Christ is the son giving out light. He said, as long as I'm on this earth, I am the light. But before he stepped out, he looked at you and he looked at me. And he said, guys, guess what? I got good news for you. You are the light of the world. How did we become the light? Because we stay connected to Jesus. We became connected to Jesus. If you are connected with him, then you are also what he is. Amen. Amen. So, people see the moon, and they call the moon the moonlight. Almost as if the moon has a light. So, they see you, they call you, wow. So, you also got some light. Hey, you feel cool? We now begin to have light because we are connected with him. And the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, it says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So, if you want to understand who God is, ask, who are you joined to? If you want to experience whether you are light or not, ask yourself, what are you joined to? Who are you joined to? So our ability to be light, not to give light, our ability to be light depends on our ability to stay connected to the sun of righteousness. Because that's where the light is. That's why he said, as long as I'm in the world, and that's why he says, you are now the light of the world. In Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16, He said, you are the light of the world. Now he's extending it from himself to you and I. You are the light of the world. You are a city. Now watch what he's saying here. You are a city that is set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. In other words, God is saying to you, you should know who you are. You should wake up to your own identity. You are a light. You are not darkness. Now you are meant to shine. You are not meant to be hidden. Are you following me so far now? You are meant to shine because you are light. And he said you are a city set on a hill, cannot be hidden. See, I cannot be hidden. My talent cannot be hidden. My gifting cannot be hidden. My glory cannot be hidden. You must begin from the fact that I, am not, I don't give light, I am light. So I have no choice than to give light there is no use for a light that is not shining. The whole definition of light is because it's giving lights. If you go to an electrical store to buy lights, the reason you are picking that chandelier and picking that one and picking that one is because when they displayed it, the light was on. So you could see what it does. You will not buy that one if it's just not working. You say, how does that work? They say it doesn't work. When you get home, you'll find out. say, "Mm, This one that is working, can I have this one? That's how it goes with light. Light is light because it's working. Now, this beautiful thing about light is light is not just light to itself. God told me the light is light because it's reflecting it, It's giving it out. The relevance and the purpose of light is in what is giving. Not in how it was designed, not in how beautiful it looks, not in how big or small it is. It is what it is giving that makes it light. And I know very well in my spirit, by the end of this service, a light is coming alive in this place. Oh yeah, God is changing some bulbs right now. He's changing some engine on this side. Somebody is about to be touched by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I have an amen? He said, you are a city set on a hill. You shall not be hidden. No, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Everything that has put you under a basket will remove some things. We place you on the lampstand in the name of Jesus. The Bible said you give light to all that are in the house. You give light to all. You see something about light? It's not discriminatory. There's nothing about I light at work. I don't need to light in church. Or I light only in church. I don't need to light at work. I am only a light here but I'm not a light there. It doesn't work. If you remove this bulb, this light, And you take it to a pub, it will shine, it will work. You take this light to a stadium, it will light. Take a light from a marketing industry and take it to a banking industry, it will light. Take it from banking to political, it will light. Why? Because it's light. And guess what? There is darkness everywhere. So what is inside of you is needed in every industry. Oh my goodness. There is enough capacity in you to be relevant wherever you find yourself. So you shall not be hidden. You can't be put on the bushel or under the basket, but you'll be on the lampstand. So I said, therefore, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Before men, these angels, before men, so that they might see your good works. The only thing you've got to understand about light is, it has works. Light has works. So nothing like God knows what I am doing. You know, you meet some Christians, they say, even God knows. God knows what I'm doing. There's nothing about God knowing what you are doing. All of us now here, as we're seated here, we know that these two bulbs are working. Those three bulbs are not working. We don't need to go to school to know that one. That's the thing about light. Your light, when it's shining, people can see it. So you are light. Amen. He said, when they see, they glorify your father who is in heaven. The Bible tells us, watch this. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. It says, for you were once darkness. Now, I love this scripture. You were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. For you were once darkness. Please, that scripture says something very interesting. He didn't say you were once in darkness. Did you see that? He didn't say you were once in darkness. He said you were once darkness. In other words, your nature, your now was darkness and you couldn't do anything different when people complain that a sinner sin or somebody lie i said why are you complaining that a sinner sin a sinner can only do what is in their nature you were once darkness and that's what i want you to understand as a christian we have put off the works of darkness we should not carry on the nature that we knew was darkness. You are light. Say, I'm light. I'm there is no darkness in me. Say it again. I'm One more time. I'm That's it. This will help you to frame your actions. You don't try to cram the Ten Commandments. Because who you are is more important that's why the first thing he came to do was to give us that identity. That identity. The Bible tells us in First Thessalonians chapter 5, 5 to 6. He said, For you are all sons of light. I love this. And sons of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. You see that? We are sons of light. So you see, when your son or your daughter Done something that is really terrible that does not match their identity. You notice something, you don't disown them, right? You just say this is not who you are. This does not match you. Look at yourself, look at what you've done. Are you happy? No, Daddy. Are you are you are you proud? No. Are you gonna do that again? No. So what do you think I should do if I do that? No, I won't even do that again. You see, that mindset, the fear of what will my daddy say if you hear I did this? How can such a person like me do that? That is more powerful than just doing it. I'm thinking that shall not, that shall not. I just repent. I just come in. I just come in, and I just confess. You see, we have lost the whole essence of who we are as Christians because we are meant to have the power of the new life. The Bible says you are sons of the light. You are sons of the light. Sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So when we say the key to living <laughs> in the land of the living. Is to tell us that many people are breathing and living but they are dead. But when you are living in the life of a renewed life. For if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things gone away. Now you're in the land of the living. Are you getting the point? Now we can understand the attributes of this spiritual light. By just looking at the attributes of natural light. And I want to just show you a little bit about this attribute of the light which you are. There are about six I've listed here. Amen. The first attribute of light. I want to talk about the light reveals colors. It reveals colors. There are ways by which photographers and video cameramen and all that stuff will tell you that when you introduce light into a setting, the beauty of what they're about to take comes out much more. Light brings out colors because light, life could be a pitch darkness without colors. Life could be unattractive without colors. The whole world looks beautiful as you see it because somebody introduced colors. If our people take their time to learn how to put in different colors into things so that the beauty of it can come out. If you take a common piece of material and you introduce nice colors there, that cheap material becomes suddenly expensive, attractive, and desirable because somebody introduced colors. There are situations in people's life that due to what they have gone through or what they are going through, their life appears pale. Their life appears dull. They are going through a moment in their life and it feels that nothing good is around the corner. And I came to tell you today that there is color in your life. And I remember the story of the three Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter 3. The king said, unless you bow, you will die. And they looked at the golden image And they looked at the king and they said, king, listen very well. We will not be careful to answer you in this matter. Now, they brought color into a situation that appeared dead and dying. They were able to see attraction and a need to trust a God. Our God will deliver us. And I came to tell somebody here who thinks all over, it's not over in the name of Jesus. Our God will deliver you in Jesus' name. Job, When it appears, his life was so dull without color. It was sickness and sickness and upon bad news. Job said in Job chapter 19, 25, he said, I know that my Redeemer lives. To have color is to have hope. Your assignment in people's life is to offer them hope. Is to offer them color. Are you listening to me now? Many years ago, my wife was in the hospital. And she thought she was there for her own condition. Bleeding. With her first baby. But next bed to her was a woman who was crying in the night. Many of you know the story. And she appears that well. I've miscarried this baby again. And I don't know how many times she's miscarried. But it was not just the miscarriage that was her problem. It was the looming problem waiting in the morning. Because very soon in the morning, her husband was going to show up. And the man was going to really throw it at her. And so she was crying in the night, sobbing in the night. And my wife was reading her Bible and she just felt what's going on in this place. But because she was light... She stepped out of her own bed and pulled the curtain a little bit. She said, please, do you mind if I come in a little bit? She said, no, I don't mind, I don't mind. And then she sat by her bedside. She said, what's going on? Held her hand and she was able to bring color. She was able to say to her that, you know what? You know, I know you lost this baby, but it's not the end of life. God will still visit you. God, is not the end. Don't give up. Don't cry. And do you know, because she did that, she had hope. The husband came in. The money was a different result. I remember the couple eventually came to my office. Can you understand from a hospital to the office? Why? Because somebody offered color. May your life be full of color. May you offer somebody who think this is all, this is the end of it. May you be able to give somebody help in spite and despite there. Listen, I know you might say, but I need color, but listen to me because you are light. As you offer light, you will discover your own lights. That's how it is. She was in the hospital. She was there also bleeding about with a threatened pregnancy as well. But as she offered hope, God gave her own hope. Yeah. When you give color, color is your portion yeah. in the name of Jesus. Light gives meaning. Joseph was in the prison, but he brought meaning to another people's dream. Are you following me now? You might be thinking, but who knows me? I'm really a little boy. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, no, my dear friend. If you bring meaning to people, your value is raised. Are you getting my point? Some people will never forget what you did. I am where I am today because of the meaning you gave to me years ago. You learn how to give meaning to things. Give meaning to lives. Give meaning to skills. Give meaning to talents. These are the areas by which light works. Quickly, because of my time. Light produces nourishment. Life produces nourishment. That is one of my strongest points. Strongest grace. That's why our assignment as a ministry is bringing people into a life of full potential. Potentials that are not used. You give meaning to it. You direct their meaning to what they are are meant to be. People thought, how can God use a person like me? Or can someone like me even be married to this person? Or can this marriage even still work? Give meaning. Number three, life produces nourishment. You know, one of the things you've got to understand in natural science. Almost all living beings depend on light for their food and their energy. When light shows up, energy comes in. And one thing you've got to understand is that there are people uh, who God has given skills to. That your skill is part of your light within you. You are supposed to use it to bring nourishment to people. There Are people who cannot help themselves, but you pour light and so you nourish their lack because there is light in you. God called you to nourish this world. The Bible said the creation is awaiting manifestation of the sons of God to arise. This is what He's waiting for. Nourish them in the political field, nourish them in the marketing industry, nourish them in the medical field, nourish them wherever you go. Because there are people who are dying empower them so that they can feed for tomorrow. You know, the disciples of Jesus Christ at one point, after he died and they thought, oh, he's never going to come back. The Bible said, and two of them on the road to Emmaus. And they were dying. And they were thinking it's all over. And so Christ showed up on their journey. And he nourished them. And the Bible said, they fed so much, and they didn't even know why we've been fed. Why are we feeling like this? Why is this going on? Until their eyes became open. Light shone. Oh, Jesus. And then when their eyes became open, the Bible said, when they felt nourished, they were able to run. (laughs) They were able to walk back. Do you know what they did? When people are nourished, they can walk miles. On the strength of your nourishment, they can continue the journey. There are people about to die until they will meet you. And when they meet you, what you will do, what will impact into them will help them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Help them who help somebody to build a house, help somebody to buy a house, help some family to settle down in the country because you nourish them. I know. We're in a time and season that people after being nourished, they'll forget. Don't worry. If you dwell on that, your source of light will dry out. Keep on nourishing. Number four. Light reveals Direction. Light reveals direction. Every day, my friends, somebody's destiny is going down. Somebody's career is going down. Somebody's home is going down. And they don't know what to do. The question of what do I do is on most of us lips. What do we do? How do I do this? And it's a case of darkness. It's a case of confusion. But when light shines, you know, oh, that's the way. That's the way to take. Light reveals direction. And that reminds me of a man in 2 Kings 5. The commander of the army of Syria. He was a commander, but he was a leper. And he didn't know what to do with his leprosy. Then there was this slave young girl. You know, it's so funny. The Bible never told us her name. Sometimes the people that direct you you don't even know their name. Have you been lost on the road? And said, excuse me, excuse me, sir, I'm looking for this place. And he said, oh, go like that and turn that way. Do you know you don't ask them what's their name? (laughs) But you go to where you are going on time. The same thing in this scripture. We don't know the name of this young lady. And the Bible told us that she said, if my master, if only my master can go to the prophet in Samaria, his leprosy will be made whole. And then this man went and came back clean. He said because she provided direction. There was light in the house. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The capacity to direct. The capacity to link people to the right way to go. You will not misdirect people. You will link them to destiny. You will direct them to their future husband, future career, future place, future inheritance. In the name of Jesus. Direction is important. How does this light stay in me? By being connected to Jesus. And Jesus is the word of God. The word that became flesh. Psalm 119, verse 105 tells us that that word is a lamp unto my feet. He's a light unto my path. When you're connected to the word of God, friends, you find out that you can know the way to go. That light, that lightens the whole world. Begins to guide you. He guides you. He teaches you. Step by step. Precept upon precept. One more quickly. Light brings illumination. Now this is what we know most of us. Illumination. It brings. Understanding. Enlightenment. Because life could be sometimes. A redo. Sometimes. Sometimes people are living below their capacity because there is lack of illumination. Religion can keep people bound. Culture can keep people bound. Civilization can keep people lost. Until there is illumination. And when there is illumination, you are able to see the full meaning. You are able to see the full power. So wow, this is what God really intended. And he had put this thing in place. The Bible says in Isaiah 59, verse 9 to 10. It says, therefore, justice is far from us. Nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. We group for the wall like the blind. Can you see that? So much confusion. We group as if we had no eyes. As if we had. They didn't say that we did not have eyes. So people can be reading the Bible. But they are reading like as if they are blind. And guess what? All of us can read the scripture for many years. And still be blind to certain things. Until there is illumination. See that's why we read it every day. There are many things I don't know in the Bible. More things I don't know than I know. That's why we read daily. That's why we stay connected. So when there is illumination. It brings enlightenment. A freedom that you have never seen before. The Bible says in Matthew 4 verse 6. It says the people who sat in darkness, they have seen what? A great light. And upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. This is what God wants you and I to do. Psalm 119 verse 30 It says, the entrance of your word. It gives light and understanding to the simple. When light comes, when the word of God comes, it brings light. It brings understanding. He brings liberty. He releases men. And I close with this. Light gives ambience. Ambience is an environment. It's an atmosphere. Atmosphere that you create. One of the things you find out that is necessary to enjoy the presence is the atmosphere that you create. And one of the purpose of your life Is to enter a meeting and create an ambience. Where there is sadness. You should be a person that knows how to create the ambience. For a lifting. To come into that place. And when there is a need for soberness. There is a kind of word that should come through your mouth. All these things are important. That's why light has intensity. I have said so much about lights today. But you must understand that there is intensity. Many of us need to check the intensity of our lights. Yes, you are light, no doubt. But my dear friends, if the light is beginning to go down, you need to check the intensity. You see that some bulbs, they were once bright. Now they begin to go dull. Do something before the light goes out. Because that was a problem in the church in Revelations. Say you are, you were once there. You think you are alive, but your light is gone. You got to understand that God wants your intensity. Now, the moment you are connected back to the source. So, how do I ensure the intensity is strong? It's by always remembering, be connected to the source. Pastor, sometimes giving out these lights could make me feel empty. No, it cannot. The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 12, it said, then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have light of life. You must understand, am I following him? In Psalm 27, Psalm 27, the psalmist began to say, the reason why I'm light, the reason why I have light, the reason why I give light is because it's not only in me, because he is my light. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Can I have a better name in church? Yes. He didn't say the Lord gives me strength. You see, that's a level of prayer. But it's my strength. The Bible says he so, said, Of whom shall I be afraid? He said, the, when the wicked came up against me to eat up my flesh, they came. Not that they didn't come. Their intention was to eat up my flesh, my friend. My enemies and my foes, they fell down. They stumbled. I pray that every enemy will fall. Yes. They will stumble. Yes. At the appearance of your light. In the name of Jesus. He said, don't war I come against me. He said this. Will I be confident? One thing have I desired of the Lord. That we also will I seek. Are you seeking that this morning? To be in his presence. To be in His holy place—is that what you seek today? When that's your focus, when you seek His glory for your glory, I will give anything, my dear friends. Your intensity will remain strong. What I want today is, Lord, Lord, keep my intensity strong, keep me fresh, keep me alive, keep me a light. In the name of Jesus, God wants you to shine brighter and brighter. God wants you to be a person bringing light. In every situation, don't be tired. Open your mouth and begin to claim it. Begin to receive it. Begin to declare it. Because that's God's plan for you. That's God's plan for you, my friend. God wants to give you all these things. And say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you are my strength. You are my hope. Wherever I go, I give color. I give meaning. I give nourishment. I give direction, I receive it because this is what is in me. It's in my DNA because you are in me, Christ in me. The hope of glory. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your name. Glory be to your name. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus four four two or eight five nine seven triple one zero. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.